everybody, welcome back to All In. It's been three weeks, three weeks too long. Our camera guy had a baby and I respect people's families. Give me an intro, talk to me, what's up? Cousins, we are back. I gotta tell you, I feel so good to be back right I now. Feel I, missed <laughs> I miss you, I miss the angry comments, I miss the people, I miss everything, I miss the insults. I do. Yeah, I miss everything about this. Talk down Today to is very, very special because of the fact that the Unfortunately, the NFL season is over, but it's about that time where we jump right into the NBA and some March Madness action. Let's get right into it, cousin. Let's talk about the overall vibe, vibe of being at vibe the Super in Bowl. Vegas. Okay, first off, it was one of the most surreal experiences of my life, and it's not because I was around the Kardashians, Justin Bieber. Yeah, yeah. The it's not about the superstars. I mean, because we saw hundreds of them. We shook hands with Tommy Brady. Let me tell you something. Man is very attractive. Okay. Oh. I, do not let your wife around that guy. Something about <laughs> what did Anthony say? The guy walks into a room of A-list celebrities and makes them all B-list celebrities immediately. They turn into B-listers right there directly on site. You know you're hardcore when the rappers are running up to you for that peace sign picture. Yo, hey, cuz, can we get a picture real quick? <laughs> you know that's... Yo, little baby was like, little, little baby, because he's like, yo, yo, you mind if I get a quick one? <laughs> he was. Yeah, I love that, though. Meek was like, yo, bro, I'm from, I'm from Philly, but, you know, uh, I fuck with the Patriots. All love, cuz. We beat you in that one game. <laughs> all love. Uh, I'm going to tell you something, though. When you're that big of a superstar it's cool to see guys that put on this hard face persona like see the child come out of them because oh, yeah. even for me i was like i saw a ton of celebrities this is me there's tommy <laughs> b tommy i didn't say that though i was just he was a he was a man amongst boys though he was in that atmosphere which kind of solidified him as the true goat you know what i mean i can personally tell you he <clears throat> is exactly what anthony just said um well first off here's what i'm gonna tell you the stadium that we were at allegiant stadium is one of the most beautiful stadiums i've ever been into in my life it made me feel like the bears stadium is just <laughs> it needs to get we need a new stadium guys it's period i saw the ritz carlton i don't want to stay at the holiday motel six or, you know i don't <laughs> i'm just saying the disparity is so severe do you think that it's stadium urgent. is the nicest you've ever been in? Yes. I agree. Yes. I think it's without question the nicest stadium that I've ever been in. From like something about the stadium when you're looking out into the in, into the in, under the field, it glowed. It was it was like it was magical. I it think was, it's that ceiling in there. That ceiling just brings such light to the to the arena. Not to mention the amenities in there are outrageous. I mean, they have scan and go type checkout for the stuff. They got you know portable phone scan chargers. And go ain't they got work. everything. Scan and go ain't working in Chicago. But what I will tell you, what will work. <laughs> Is you put a nice stadium, people will pay for it. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so significant moments in the game. Um, here's what I can tell you. Yeah, what? give me some significant moments in the game that you feel were highlighted between both teams because there was some crucial turnovers going both ways. I'm going to give you three. Give me some. First one is Greenlaw tearing his Achilles because he was too excited to get back on the field. Yes. Second. That was a huge loss. The, the ball off of the foot on the punt. That's huh. two. That's definitely the, a huge one. The third one. is the miss extra point, which I think costed them the game. Yeah. My opinion. Yeah. You could also talk about the fact, I mean, that's just how many occurrences were in this game. You could talk about the fact that there's a beautifully scripted drive from San Fran. They're going down the field. They're about to put seven quick ones up. And Christian McCaffrey, who almost never fumbles the ball ever in his career, Fumbled. puts the ball on the turf in the biggest game. Crazy. 
I mean, there was just so many different instances. Again, uh, Pat Mahomes, fourth and one. Fourth and one. Do or die. Game on the line. Game on the line. Do or die. RPO takes that thing, runs around the edge. Makes me sick. I mean, there was just a lot of different Makes stuff going on. Makes me sick. I should have won that game four <laughs> times. Um, okay, someone said, Marco, do you think coaching had a play in this? And I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah, it sure did. Oh, my God. The fact that in overtime, just look, we're going to talk overtime, that they didn't, they won the toss and they didn't defer is the most insane comical, terrible coaching decision I play in the Super Bowl I've ever seen. This guy just somehow backs up bad performances in the Super Bowl with more bad performances. It's like he needs a, a football coach to be with him Are you in those ready? big moments. Go Are ahead. you ready? Yeah. Okay. Guys, please understand this. 28-3, Tom Brady up in this era, down in the Super Bowl halftime. Who's OC in the Falcons? I'll tell you who's OC in the Falcons. Kyle Shanahan throws the ball the entirety of the second half, throws that game away. Dan, uh, Dan Quinn was the head coach, specifically a defensive mind, everything on Shanahan. Then up 10 in the Super Bowl on the Chiefs. Jimmy Garoppolo's the cue. Overthrows in the second half again. Chiefs come back to win, sting them. He loses again. Then he's up 10 in the NFC Championship against the Rams. What does he do? Garoppolo throws the whole second half. Same shit. Again. Then he's in the Super Bowl. What does he do? He, he, he doesn't prepare his team for overtime, takes the ball first in OT. The fact that he, like he, didn't the fact know the that rule. he thought that he, he didn't really know the rule. I mean, most of the guys on the team didn't know the rule. Buddy, if I am 34, I bet on sports, how do I know the rules and the head coach of the team doesn't? Can I tell you this? This just backs up that I should be a coach. Drew Tranquil, Drew Tranquil clowned. The Niners, he said, oh, you guys didn't know the rules and you guys didn't practice OT? Just so you know, we practiced OT every single week and the week that we made the Super Bowl? Twice. We did it twice. Twice. So unprepared, to say the least, coaching, it came down to coaching in this game. The fact that they thought that they could somehow only get three points and give the ball back to 15 in Las Vegas with the Super Bowl on the line, what's what so, did you think was going to so happen? What's so crazy is, is they scored with three seconds left in the game. The game was over. The game, like, it was either going to, I, I was like, okay, we're going to go to overtime again. Like, that's what I thought. I really thought they were just going to, we were going to be able to force overtime again. And they couldn't do it. Where a field goal would have won it. If they get the ball back, they can kick a field goal and win it. You knew, though, as soon as they got the three. I, I knew I was in trouble. The game was over. I, 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 all I could say is, if I was at home, I might have cashed out. Yeah, we talked about that. The fact that we were in Las Vegas, you could, you were unable to cash out. There was a lot, a lot of opportunities missed in terms of betting live. Yeah. Um, especially in that game, the I momentum never, was crazy. Here's what I'll tell you. And I did this once, and I did it again when I said I would never do it. I'll never go to a big game where I can't bet or hedge live. Yeah. Ever again. It was a problem. Ever again. Let me ask you this. This is the biggest topic and a topic that I cannot wait to talk about. Let's hear it. The Brock Purdy slander. This guy is catching so much heat. Do you think this is warranted? No. Brock Purdy's fine. Um, he's young. 
I think he's got uh, some things to learn, but I think he played that game just fine. If I think anyone lost the game, it's the defense or the couple where weird things that happened from special teams. I mean, special teams lost the game. Let's be honest. Special teams on the Niners gave up essentially eight points. I agree. Eight points. They gave up eight points. Uh, I cannot say I blame the D. I think if you tell me, hey, we're going to go into the Super Bowl as a DC to an OC. Real quick, I would say the, the, the blame categories are special teams, defense, offense. Okay. Is that fair? I personally would say special teams, offensive coaching, and then defense. You know why? Fair. You know why? Why? Because if you told me... Mm-hmm. We are going to play the Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to play Patrick Mahomes in primetime and, 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 and with an extra set of, of plays, meaning overtime. Yes. I'm only going to allow 25 points. You should win the game. I get it. You know what I mean? I'm with you. I really can't ask for much more there. If you tell me I'm going to score 25, meaning I'm going to give up 19 points to Pat Mahomes in regulation, then guess what? With guys like Debo Samuel, Ayuk, McCaffrey, uh, Kittle, who, by the way, had four yards in that game. You better put more than 19 points up on the board. My cousin supposedly was at the fucking dice table after the game, though, throwing them. Who, Kittle? Uh, Yeah, with McCaffrey and a bunch of other players. Yeah, They were gambling after the game. What what could you do? I get it. If I lost, I'd go gamble, too. Yeah, what could you do? Just go gamble. You know what I mean? Um, Someone asked me, who do I think had one of the biggest games in this game? And Harrison Butker. I think he played great. He, the guy somehow effectively was kicking the ball like a champion. I mean, I, if you want my opinion, I think you could have made a argue, you could have argued an a MVP spot for him. He is such a sound playoff kicker. He really doesn't get the credit he truly deserves because of the fact that there are so many offensive stars uh, year in and year out on that team. But I do agree with you. He played unbelievable. For me, though, uh, a defensive back by the name of Trent McDuffie, I thought he played his ass off in this game. He made a couple one-on-one swats uh, deep down the field, one in the end zone that I thought was extremely crucial. I thought that uh, the 49ers were really had a chance to, to break open a huge play there. But McDuffie came up strong. And that, uh, you know, for me, the, the the highlighted guy of this entire game is the defensive coordinator, Spags. I'm with you. Spags is an animal. He got hugged by about 47 people after that game. He's he's um, he's a, he's amazing. He is. He's, he should just he's got balls. He lines up and man brings blitz, and he, he, he believes in his guys. Facts. Cousin, I want to take you to Fantasyland if you'd like to no, go there with me. I don't me. want to go to Fantasyland. I need to tell a quick story. Okay, tell us. You mind if I tell a story? You know the story. Yeah. All right. Of course. So everyone's asking, Marco, who are you going to take? Who are you hammering this week? Who's your pick? My kids are even asking me, Daddy, who are we on? Because that's what they ask me because dad's a gambler, right? So they come to me when I'm watching games like, who are we on? And they'll say, what color, you know, or if they recognize the team, they'll say it. My daughter came home from school before (laughs) she knew anything. And she said, Daddy, I, I made you something. I made you this cool little... This cool little flag, because I love Taylor Swift, and yeah. I go, wow, you picked 87? That's it. That's her boyfriend. I was like, yeah. (laughs) So my daughter was on Kansas City the whole time, but I didn't have the heart to tell her daddy doesn't like it. But boy, do I wish. There's this a sign from my dad. My dad's in heaven. He sent me a sign. Your daughter's handing you like a literally an ornament. A winner. Who, a literal winner. Hey, your daughter's <laughs> handing you a fucking $500,000 winner. That's the winning ticket right there. That's you the should win- have known. That's the winning ticket right there. 
and I ignored it. I said, baby, <laughs> thank you. I didn't have the heart to talk down to my seven-year-old on who I was betting. So I just said, thank you. I gave her, gave her a kiss. I said, go upstairs, take a shower. And I threw that thing <laughs> to the side. And all I could think about, the whole time I'm watching the game, I'm watching like this. Don't you dare. Don't, don't you dare. Leave me. I went against my kid for this game. Don't you dare. And it bit me in the ass. So that's just, that's how I'm going to end the Super Bowl talk, though. That's, that's where I'm going to start there. We're going to talk college football, though. You mean basketball? Yes. We're going to talk some college hooperton. College hoops. Let Talk to me. All right. There's so, a team that you have just, let me tell you something. He's been doing the double overhand twist all season. I've been giving, him, I've been giving him a blowjob with eye contact for about three months now. <laughs> he's doing the double overhand, and like, he's ready to give uh, it to you. Uh, uh, <laughs> long story short, I am all over Tennessee. I love how big they are. I love how, how athletic the guards are. I think Tennessee is going. I've been watching them since they were 30 to 1. They dropped to 22 to 1. I had them on a future with the fucking Lions. That failed. Then I had them um, on their own, plus 22. I ended up getting locked in at plus 1,400 on its own. I've got 200,000 on them to win everything, to win it all. 200,000 to win it all. What's that ticket pay, Cuzzo? Three million. Ooh, that one's going to explode the internet. Bend that ass over. <laughs> Make that coochie breathe. <laughs> I'll start singing and twerking. Let me tell you something. I'm in love with this pick. I, I don't know why. But all I can tell you is, is it's trending the right direction. I've watched this team. They match up against anybody. No team's too big for them. I'm ready to go with that team. And I think the SEC this year is way better at basketball than other conferences. The SEC's dirty this year. That's Tennessee's good. Auburn's good. Kentucky's good. It's it's a beautiful little South Carolina. Slate. South Carolina, who just who Auburn just beat by forty. Which is crazy. Crazy. They put 101 on them. Crazy. We'll talk about that Auburn team. I like them. Next up, though, this weekend, let's get close to the action. Number four, Marquette versus number one, UConn, this Saturday. I'm pulling that game up. I That's a big matchup. So while you pull that up, check this out. UConn, 13 straight wins in a row. I'm in trouble. Marquette, eight straight wins in a row. Um. They're going to play this Saturday, and then they're going to play about five games in between, and then they will meet each other for the last game of the season once again. I'm going to tell you why I'm in trouble, because not only that, there's a bunch of crazy matchups. Texas is playing Houston. Yep. I'm a sucker for the Longhorns, man. I've been betting them a lot this year. I like Kentucky the Longhorns plays team. Auburn. Yes, they do. Kansas plays Oklahoma. What a college basketball Buddy, there's some bombers I'll be out watching all good. day. Yes, sir. I'm gonna have to call into work. <laughs> I'm not selling cars this weekend. <laughs> I'm going to work. Hey, there's gonna be some absolute bombers on. Cousin, let me ask you this though. Yeah. If the season ended today, okay, the one seeds would be UConn, Purdue, Houston, and Marquette. Sounds like out missionary. of those four, yeah, who would you say you think is the best? Probably Houston. Yeah. My opinion. You do? Yeah. Okay. I just watched Houston play. I was really UConn's high. good, though. I was really high on that Houston team until I bet them and got murdered yeah. when they played Kansas, do you know what who I, I think sucks. Do you know what I love about college basketball this year in particular? You just don't know. It's anybody. If there is a year where a 16 seed beats up on a one seed, this is the year. If there's a year where your number two seed from a big college gets slapped by some no-name this is the year. I'm letting you know that this is because of this NIL money. It's opened up everything. 
Like nothing's going to be the same. That's why you're seeing college coaches and football leave. Like they don't want to fight this fight. They don't want to be they in don't. it. They'd rather just pay people contracts. And Nick Saban didn't even want to be in it. Nick, Sa- I know that's why Nick Saban retired. Yeah, he he said he was just absolutely mentally and physically exhausted uh, with his age, but also the fact that he just didn't like in the which the game was going. And and I got news for you, but these young guys are going to take all of coaching by storm uh, because those are the guys that truly know. To to your point. Um, you know, what it takes to close an NIL deal and what what's cool and what's not cool. And the older guys are going to get passed up in that capacity. Yeah, you're about to see coaching get a lot younger because, you know, Anthony and I can go to a, to a some kid's house and sell them on the glam, you know. Some old school coach can be like, you should want to play here no matter what. I'm going to make you better. <laughs> you're going to listen to me. Drop and give me 10. And that kid's going to be like, suck it, coach. I'm not giving you 10 push-ups. Suck it, coach. Marco just came yeah. here with a neon LV bag with yeah. 600,000 in it. Yeah. Suck and it. Not only that, there was a stripper in the backseat, and she happens to go to the school, and she's going to be my roommate. Yeah. Just kidding. And we're right. sexting right now. Yeah. I'm just kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> we're kidding. We're God, kidding. No kids watch the show. Because you got a um, long shot team, though, for this thing. If there's a long shot team, I'm going to give you one. Obviously, I'm already on my favorite for my favorites. It's Tennessee. Yeah. But if I was to give you a long shot, God, I got to go with like this Texas team at 80 to one. No, that Texas team plays their asses off like they're, they can they can fight any of these teams. That's why I say that like they can. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I'm just saying they can play with any team on this list. They can play with them. I agree. I do not disagree with that. That Texas team, uh, I have actually bet them quite a bit this season. That's interesting. And I'll tell you what, I've seen them play in some really, really tough games, and they just are always so close. They are one of those teams where the ball, if it just bounced their way once or twice in a couple of the games they're in, their whole season's turn around. Yeah, that's For me personally, I really like this Auburn team at plus 1,600. Uh, I love Bruce Pearl. He's an OG in the basketball game. Uh, great coach. This team can score. They can score the ball. I think if they get hot enough, they can make a serious run. Uh, but my concern with them is that they play unreal at home and they're eh, on the road. Interesting. I'm telling you, me looking at this list tells me that it's anybody's tournament i'm so excited for march madness all right nba golden state is poverty because of bad attitudes by clay thompson if i ever meet him he'll probably want to fight me like geno smith i think clay thompson (laughs) is just you know what's funny he's a prick clay thompson plays basketball the way i play basketball but i have a better attitude than him he has the worst attitude ever you know which guy clay thompson is he's this guy yeah literally no, he's better than everyone. He he somehow walks on water. Steph Curry tried to be hit him a high five yesterday after he fucked up, and he did that exactly with the face you just did. That's what he does. That's what he does. He does that side bitch face yeah. all the time. Uh, he's a puss. And honestly, if you if you didn't know, uh, as we're shooting this, he's been benched. Wait, the Lakers are minus one hundred five to make the playoffs. So check this out, guys. Golden State. They are getting hot. Steph Curry's getting hot. I'm logging on to draft They are plus. Right DraftKings, I'm coming. You ready? They are plus 150 to make the playoffs. Are you buying or selling that? Hold on. I'm going to it. Golden. I, I, I can't see Golden State and the Lakers missing. If you're going to do anything, just bet both and one of them is going to make it. Right? You, wanna, you want to? Wait. What is it? It's beautiful that you said that. What? Because guess why? The Lakers are minus 105 to make the playoffs. Okay. But both of those two teams. Minus six fifty to participate in the play-in game. Okay. 
So that could be, you may have just literally, based off the odds, we may have just forecasted halfway through the season what looks to be a potential play-in matchup. And what a play-in matchup that would really be to have eight solidified teams, and then our play-in game would be to watch Golden State versus the Lakers. Well, between you and I, I if we're just going to talk about NBA futures. Is that coming up at any point? It sure is. All right, I'll save that for a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I just can't see, you can't count out LeBron and you can't count out, I mean, the Lakers to win it all are plus 2,800. They got to yeah. make the playoffs. Like I said, Golden they're, State. They're, they're about even money to make the playoffs. They're minus 650, though, to play in that game for all the marbles. All I know is the biggest disrespectful line on here is the Magic at plus 300. Yeah, I know. They're not that bad. No, they're not. They're not that bad. Cousin, you want to hear something else? Let's hear it. The Bulls minus 750 to participate in that play-in game. What do you got to say about that? Well, I'm a season ticket holder. I'll be there. <laughs> the Hawks minus 425. So uh, playoff in implications halfway through the season, of course. Uh, looks like the Bulls could play the Hawks in that game. The Hawks will never be elite. With the team they have out there now. No. I think the Hawks really do need to move on from Trey Young. I really do. Me too. I think that the Hawks knows, know that as well because I think their initial thought process was to move on from Deontay Murray, but then they said, ah, let's keep Murray. He's looking pretty hot, and then Young's cooling off, and I think you might be able to see a little switcheroonie at the end of the season. Wouldn't be surprised. But are, how impressed are you with the Cleveland Cavaliers? This team's 36 and 17. Do you believe that winning the East is a reality for them? Yes, it's a reality. When Mobley's healthy, Mobley hasn't been healthy. So when Mobley's healthy, they are they have a two-headed big man monster that's very difficult to, to guard. And then they have Garland, then they have Mitchell, and they have they, they have a very complete team. Um, that's a team you just don't want to face. The Knicks beat them up last year in the playoffs. I, w I don't expect them to get bullied like they did last year. Yeah, this is a this is a this is a real roster. I mean, you're looking at Garland, Mitchell, um, you know, Allen. you're looking at Mobley. Allen Mobley, and then I got to tell you, they put Max Struess in there, who, yeah. who's absolutely ripping it. Um, man, that team asked. I, I got to be honest with you. They can hang in the East because they have some bigs that can really, really roll. They do have bigs that can play the game. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, okay, so something I want to discuss is the Timberwolves and the Clippers. Yep. Interesting kind of scenario here. We got the T-Wolves, we got the Clippers, we got the Thunder. They're all fighting for that number one spot. If you want my opinion, I think the Clippers don't give a shit if they get the number one seat. I don't either. I just think they want to be healthy going into the playoffs. With that being said, though, we're halfway through the year. Do you think the T-Wolves, the Clippers, or the Thunder will end up at that number one? Yes. I'm saying, which one well, do you think? Well, you have to remember, the All-Star break, we're already 50 games in. Right. So you have about a third of the season left. Yep. I think that the T-Wolves win, the, win their division, number one. You do? Yeah, that's my pick. Wow. That'd be my pick. That's a bold pick. I'm, I'm just saying it's my pick because I just think that, like, I could just see Rudy Gobert celebrating that and then getting slapped. No, listen, I, I absolutely agree with what you. What if... What is Anthony Edwards going to realize he's the best player in the world, though? He's one of the most athletic, greatest ball players he, we're watching right now. When he wakes up and says, I want to play, nobody can stop him. He's too big, he's too fast, and he's too strong. And he's very young. 
He's a baby. He can only get better as he matures. They are plus 175, the favorite, but I still think that's a bold pick. I mean, you're looking at a young, young T-Wolves team that has never really been in that position before. You know, but the Thunder as well. The Thunder are in the top three of that, and they have such young, young guys. They, I mean, their center, it's his rookie year, essentially. You have yeah. Shea Gilgis at the one. You have our guy Williams, I wish who they, is just I wish insane. they made one. I, missed, I wish the Thunder went and grabbed P.J. Tucker to add to their roster. That would have been a nice pick. Do you know why? I wish they just added someone to go be a bully for them. Like, hey, that, that veteran NBA player is bullying us. I need you to go out there and throw him on the ground. For our that would have been a really nice pick. I think that I know that sounds goofy, but PJ Tucker's not getting any minutes. He could have gone to that team, picked up 15, 20 minutes, played elite defense, and knocked people down. Yeah. That's what I wish the they Thunder could did. use a guy like that off the bench. Um, okay. Betting recommendations. Okay, so guys. Yeah, I want to hear your betting recommendations for the NBA because so many people know how you kind of do the NFL. You say that. But talk to us about the NBA, and then I'm going to give you guys two picks. So the NBA is all about runs, right? So if, when you're on a when one team's on a run, you have to like that's why I believe in live wagering. The NBA, you find a team you like. If you want to bet them pregame, fine, but be prepared to lay exactly what you laid pregame again, because there's going to be an opportunity probably in that game when your team either gets goes on they go cold, the other team goes on a 10-0 run, and that provides you an opportunity to get more points or pay less and get lower money line. So what I'm trying to explain to people is, is, oh, Marco, give me your betting strategy. There is no like, oh my God, like strategy. Like, sure, I hit that Pistons bet the other day. I hit that Pistons bet because I sat next to De'Aaron Fox's family at the game. I knew they were traveling on a seven-game road trip. I knew his family was following him around the country. I knew he was going to go home and be miserable for a day and a half and not play good. I knew it. And we stayed in the Ritz-Carlton in Cleveland. It's poverty. <laughs> it is not. The, the Ritz should just take their name off the front of that place. And it should be called the Tits. Their, 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 go-to, <laughs> their go-to line is, when there's a professional team in town, we leave room service open until 2 a.m. This is me. <laughs> well, thanks. Appreciate it. I'll have a grilled cheese, please. Unbelievable. Uh, so my, my, well, strategy, my strategy is simple. Every uh, game I've watched this year, if I would have just waited... I could have gotten value. So that's my new thing. Yesterday, or two days ago, I, I took the, the, um, the Blazers against the Wolves. They were plus eight and a half pregame. At the end of the first quarter, I could have got plus 15 and a half. Long story short, they went into the fourth. They were up two in the fourth. And they ended up losing by 12. Oh, I know. We found that one. Would you say, though, that you recommend personally for you, not for, not for the viewers, Live NBA betting, do you like that better? I unless you love a game. Like there was a game I loved earlier this week. It was the Bucks. I loved it. Yeah. It was instant money. I bet it. They were up big the whole time. They won the game. It was done. Yeah. So unless you love something, yeah. That makes sense. I'm gonna give you guys two bets right now. These are two futures that I really do expect to hit. The first one, the clutch player of the year award, minus 110, so it's an even it's almost an even money special. That's going to be Steph Curry. Clutch player of the year award. Fair. I think he's going to carry his team down the stretch and by the end of the season, they're going to say, "You know what, buddy? 
You were clutch all year for us. He's been on fire. You deserve that award. Keep being on fire. The next one I'm going to give you is a minus 115. So, again, you're only laying juice for 15 beans. I'm listening. And this is another one that I think this guy is playing the best he's ever played in his entire career. And he will win six man of the year. Who? Malik Monk. I can see that. I love Malik Monk for the Sacramento team. Not only do I love his ability to score lately, I love the fact that he embraces coming off the bench much like a Jamal Crawford back in the day. Yep. And when he does come off the bench, he's a volume shooter. He says, you know what? I play as much as many minutes as the starters, and when I'm in there, I'm going to let that bitch fly. Fair. I love when players play like that. Fair. Um, I'm going to tell you another player that really gets me... <laughs> Going. Yep. Um, Jalen Brunson. And nobody, like, people respect him, but they don't like him. He's my favorite in the NBA. They don't like him. My favorite player in the NBA. I think because Local he, kid. Why doesn't he get the recognition he deserves? Because he's not flashy with it, but then you blink your eyes and he's, he's like got that, 25 you're points. You're saying he's that Catholic League point guard that just comes into your gym and drops 25 quietly and goes home with a win. He's the guy, he's at the free throw line with like four minutes left in the game and they got the Jumbotron and you look up at the Jumbotron and you say, 26, seven, <laughs> seven and eight, what? What did he do that? Where was I? Yeah, he's got to get some respect on his name though. He does. I absolutely love him to death. Another guy I love more more than anyone in the NBA right now, this guy that I told you as soon as you and I watched him play in the Final Four, Paolo Banguero. He's, he's legit. He is a baller, and let me tell you something. He's legit. He's got that dog blood in him. He tells the other team, go the fuck home when you're playing by me, Cuzzo. I, you're not he, wrong. He looks at that bench. He barks that shit up. He hasn't he, he hasn't asserted himself, though, as a dominant person yet, though. He hasn't. But he's an all-star this when year. When he does, though, he's going to be really good. So tell me what comes to your mind. Mm -hmm. The first word that comes to your mind when I name these all-stars that have never been in the all-star game until this weekend. Paolo Bancaro. Future of the NBA. Scotty Barnes. Wake up. Jalen Brunson. Superstar. Tyrese Maxey. Mm. He's Son fire. Sonic the Hedgehog. He's fire. He oh, my God. He's mirror, fire. Mirror, 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 mirror. <laughs> I loved him at Kentucky, man. He was all over the place. Oh, man. I got to tell you, those. I'm telling you right now, between Bancaro, Brunson, and Maxey, I think those guys are the future of the league. I am riding I'm on you know I love though? those guys. De'Aaron Fox got screwed out of the NBA All-Star game. I'm going to let you know that right now. He did. He got he got screwed. Why he didn't make it? No. You just actually informed me that. No, he did not make it. That's not fair. That's crazy. That's not fair. Crazy. That's not fair. All right, NBA Finals. I'm gonna give you my NBA Finals pick. It's simple. I like the Clippers at plus 500. I've been tracking them since they were 20 to one. I should have laid the wood on them at 20 to one. They're down to 500. I don't see a way. Now the Clippers have somehow always lost, but I do not see a way where the Clippers do not get to the Western Conference Finals. You heard it here now. You heard it here. Listen, I am not going to give you uh, a solidified team, but I am going to tell you right now before I think that it is going to heat up because I do think when uh, they come back together healthy, they will be dangerous, and that's the New York Knicks plus 2,200. Uh, I think that this team has kind of put themselves in a built position here at Bogdanovich, the deadline. Bogdanovich, Randall, OG. Brunson, 
OG and Anubi. I got news for you. That's a team you do not want to face. And they haven't had Randall yet with those new guys. They're going to, if they can get comfortable before the playoffs, just know Tom Thibodeau is going to have them play in real defense. DiVincenzo. Buddy, it's a real defensive I team. I love that team. That's the team that you're going to play. You're going to have to score. You're going to hope to score 100 and win. Knicks Nation, I am with you 10 million percent. I can't wait till you get Randall back. Time I already out. love Brunson. If you guys somehow magically win, when last year I had the Knicks, got insulted, downed, everyone told me what a cuck bitch I was. You did. And I pretty much have a similar lineup, a couple small changes. Big changes, though. Small but big. Come on. Uh, Bogdanovich Your is definitely Your boy Toppin was in the lineup in the playoffs Look at last me. year. Obi Toppin <laughs> is poverty. I wouldn't let him take the garbage out at the car dealership. Your boy Toppin. Remember when I got him emotional at the game? He wanted to fight me. Remember he wanted to fight me at the game? Hey, Toppin. Toppin, would, he wanted to bounce Marco's head off the hardwood like a ball. He was I, so mad. I what told, were you telling him? I told him you got a lot of bass in your voice for three points tonight. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Hey, you got bass in your voice for three points you tonight, Mo. You got a lot of bass in your Beat voice it. for three points, Go get yourself a Polish at Maxwell Street. Go grab a towel and sit on the bench <laughs> and be a cheerleader. Uh, even his coaching staff was laughing at what the shit I was saying. So I know the coaches uh, that were in Indiana, they don't like him. No, that guy's a clown. He sucks. That guy was in the lineup last year. You weren't going to win much with him. Yeah. I'm um, telling you. So another team, this team's another team that people need to watch out for is the Mavericks. If... Kyrie and Luca, wake up. You got to watch out. And who's my boy on the Mavericks that they just acquired? Who? Daniel Gafford. Oh, yeah. The shoot. I he love can shoot it. Gafford. No, no, no. He, he can, he's he, the big man. He's, yeah, no, but he, he, he can shoot it, can't oh, he? Oh, he could, he could do a little bit. Every, he's an athlete. He could do everything. He's an athlete. Let me tell you something. They're actually huge. When he was on the Bulls. Gafford. When he was on the Bulls, I loved him to death. They got rid of him. They sent him to Washington. He he was great on Washington. The Mavs needed a center because they had Lively as Wait, the starter. Wait, don't they have Bertans too? I think they do have Bertans off the bench. I think they have Bertans. That's who I'm thinking of because he's a seven-footer. Bertans that can shoot. could shoot the shit out of it. Yeah, he could shoot. Gafford is a defensive monster around the rim, and yes. he could dunk. He is a really nice player, yes, man. Yes, that's who I confused He's the a two. big addition for that team. Both of them came from Washington, if I'm not mistaken. They did. Okay. Bertans was on Washington there also previous. In All I'm going to say is that the Mavs at 30-1. to Kind of interesting. Just saying. But, um, guys, that's the end of the show this week. I want to let you know that we're happy to be back. We'll be back every week. We're not here to mess around. Um, we're going to, Anthony and I are going to put together a little bit of March Madness something. Whether we all meet somewhere, we all watch the first round of the NBA, uh, NCAA uh, playoffs, or whatever we're going to do it, we're going to figure something out. So stay tuned, stay unlocked, and um, what, what's my saying? Stay in touch with yourself. Hey, stay in touch with yourself. <laughs> See you guys later. <laughs> <laughs>